In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie, and you are listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast powered by Yellow Jacket Media about mixed and multiracial life, our journeys to find our identities, reconnecting with ourselves and the communities we're a part of, all from a Southern girl who's still trying to figure out things for herself. So yes, everyone, I indeed am watching Goop. (laughs) I know that might seem a little out there, and I know I posted yesterday about manifestation, but don't think I'm going over to the dark side. Actually, I might just be going home. I will be the first person to say that Goop is a little out there, and that if you try the jade eggs, It is not a good idea because that is a porous surface. Don't do it. And I can honestly say I've only been on the website for Goop a couple times, mostly when it first came out and everyone was freaking out about all these new age, anti-medicine, self-healing type messages that were being communicated through her website and company. Frankly, I just wasn't interested. You know I have chronic illness and chronic pain, and I am very, very tired of people coming along with these miracle cures. Try the celery diet. Try the kale diet. Have you had a kale smoothie? I promise it doesn't taste like kale. You're wrong. It tastes like kale, and I don't like it. I know, it's controversial. But I can honestly say Netflix knows what it's doing and they kind of got me with their little preview thing that starts playing without my permission that I don't like. Please stop with that feature. And I was interested. So yesterday I was working on some beading and I wanted to put something on that I didn't really have to watch too closely and that would kind of be entertaining. So I thought I would give Goop a chance. I had no doubt in my mind it would provide me with plenty of entertainment. And you know what? I wasn't wrong. They do approach things from a very separated and distant view, which is something I'm going to talk about later. But my problems with Goop may not be the problems that you anticipated. And this is not an episode that is going to be highly, highly critical of this Netflix series. Because having watched, I think, three or four episodes, I noticed something very strange happening. Yes, Gwyneth Paltrow is blonde hair, blue-eyed, white as they come, and there is some diversity in her company, but she and her company very much so fall in that stereotypical white soccer mom with these holistic essential oils, alternative healing with no scientific background kind of things. However, her show on Netflix takes a completely different turn. We see holistic and natural approaches that have been and are under study from scientists. And these conversations that they have in the show are actually really interesting because as I was watching, there is a theme that I kept coming across every single time, no matter what the race of the person was. The culture of her company is this new age, separated from any kind of culture kind of entity. And a lot of people who are working in the company are disconnected from a culture. This creates, I think, a very strange approach to medicine and to these spiritual things that aren't necessarily addressing the problem. 
from what I've seen and from my understanding, what these people are really searching is old knowledge, that old knowledge of our ancestors and all of our different cultural backgrounds that knew how to take care of us when we were sick, that knew our connection to the earth and why it was so important to connect with nature, that community was so important and is so important. We as humans are very social creatures. And I think the disconnect is that so much of Western culture right now especially in the atheist and agnostic circles, are so far separated from traditional ways, and they kind of pride themselves on that. And I, I honestly uh, was a part of it. Part of being an atheist, at least in the culture online, is being extremely skeptical of anything that isn't science, that isn't created in a lab, and it comes from this idea or perspective of human development and growth. And I don't disagree necessarily. Yes, science is very much so developed by people, of course. <laughs> and it does show a lot of ingenuity and intelligence that we can take these natural medicines and turn them into these pharmaceuticals. I get it. Yes, it's definitely scientific advancement and I understand that. However, we also kind of scrub from this acknowledgement that there is no God these kinds of ideas that connect us to nature. So if there's no God, some people go far enough to say there's no spirituality. And even if you don't actively cut that out if you're an atheist, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice. Just because humans are developing and we have all of these industrial and scientific improvements doesn't mean that there is a very real need to connect to each other, have real human connections, and that we show scientifically these connections to nature that are beneficial to our health. If you have ever gone to a therapist, they might have said to you, you need to, as part of our therapy, it's important for you to get outside and move around, exercise in nature regularly because we know through studies that this improves your mood. But that's not a new discovery. That's something that people have known for a long time. And this really got me thinking. I'm watching these people offer these old medicines for these ailments, and from a scientific standpoint, they're discovering, and I put big quotations around that, that all these new things, more quotations, are beneficial to human beings. So, for example, there was a man who was on one of the episodes and he was talking about exposure therapy to cold and how being in the cold and the kind of control you have to have over your mind to be in your cold, like, we're talking real, real cold, minus zero degrees cold, and being out in water in that temperature with no clothing or very little clothing he talks about and shows in the episode has health benefits. He was injected with a kind of virus. I don't remember. Actually, it was a bacteria. I don't remember what kind of bacteria it was, but he showed through these studies that he could overcome the bacteria and he never showed any of the symptoms. It was very toxic bacteria and I'm not going to act like I have any kind of science background, but they have experts on the episodes talking about the different therapies that they're doing. And even if I'm not exactly sold on these therapies, I'm kind of left scratching my head because these things aren't new. 
through discovering my indigenous side, I have seen multiple, multiple of my native relatives who have taken their children, even babies, and rolled them in the snow and then, you know, obviously covered them and make sure they were okay. But they stress this as part of their health. Uh, there's another woman who was running and after her run, she laid in the snow and covered herself this is a practice that has gone on and has been passed down in some of these nations as something for the benefit of your health. Not being afraid of cold, not being afraid of snow, not being afraid of being uncomfortable like that, because it's all part of accepting our oneness with nature. I think we're in a very strange time as time has gone by, especially since the Industrial Revolution, we've seen these kind of, this fork in the road of new and old. And if you stick to the old, you are denying progress. But as we're finding through some scientific studies, progress can be good, but you can't take away all the ancestral knowledge and all these cultural practices that have benefit and weight. So beyond the Goop episode, I actually knew about exposure therapy, and even before I started reconnecting with my native and indigenous side and seeing other native people being in the snow and exposing themselves to these kinds of temperatures, I actually saw this in a Swedish YouTuber that I follow. I know that might seem a little out there, but my brother is obsessed with Vikings. I am obsessed with old cultural music, and thus I follow a woman called Jana Yinton, spelled J-O-N-N-A-J-I-N-T-O-N. She lives a very traditional Swedish life, and she posts videos of this on her YouTube channel. I will link this for you. And she also does some herd calling, which is why she kind of got famous. It sounds cool. It calls cows to her. Yes, cows. I don't know how it works necessarily, but it works anyway. Yana also has some kind of get ready with me videos but they're not like your traditional beauty YouTuber get ready with me's. She is 26 and lives completely in the woods in North Sweden, and it's actually really beautiful to see her integrate these traditional practices into modern life. One of the things that she does every morning is that she will literally go out to a circle cut out of ice which to southerner me is terrifying, and she will dunk herself in the water and come out every single morning. I thought she was crazy, but there are a lot of health benefits to doing that as I've discovered, and it's a practice that has been passed down forever. And only now is science really starting to pay attention. The scientific world is kind of acting like this is a new discovery, but this is already established in the old ways. And so... I talked about Gwyneth Paltrow and her company being kind of divorced from any cultural ties, and what I see is not this new age, new discovery, I don't know the phrase that I want to use, but like, cut of the edge, is that the phrase? I don't know, one of you is dying right now. Cutting edge. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I must be delirious. But this documentary series on Netflix acts like 
what Goop is doing and what Goop is researching are these cutting edge developments in science. There are these new discoveries about the power of mushrooms in mental health, the power of being with people in a community and going through shared experiences, the power of this cold exposure therapy, and they're not new. I see a group of people who have been so far removed from their cultures, so far removed from old medicine and traditional ways and community living that just does not exist in most cities in the U.S. And it just sounds like they're trying to get back to that. And it feels empty. And I think that's both why people are drawn to these seemingly new age practices and to these companies like this, because everybody's searching for this spiritual experience, this connection. They want to feel deep connections with people. They want to be able to make themselves vulnerable, but they don't know why. They want to be more connected to their body, and they don't know how. They want to have more control over how they feel. And so they're finding these people that hold these ancient practices or have rediscovered ancient practices that fill in those gaps that modern society is lacking. Especially, like I said, in America, where we're all highly individualistic. At least half of us, we are all moving away from this spirituality because it's associated with religion. And I think we're kind of at the advent of abandoning religion, at least from my point of view, and that could totally be because I'm in this isolated bubble. But I don't want to go so far away from, I don't know, I probably have gone everywhere in this episode, and this is just something that I'm saying off the top of my mind because it's really been something I'm mulling over. So thank you for mulling over it with me, but I became an atheist not because of a lack of spirituality, not because of some of the uh, other reasons people might leave a religion. And no, I don't believe that there is a Christian God at the end of the day. And I'm saying this not to offend any of you who are listening who are Christian. I just want to explain my point of view and my thought process. I felt a moral imperative to leave religion. Specifically, I left the Catholic Church. I don't think I have to go into all of the saucier, grungy parts of Catholicism that might be concerning and might have caused me to move and leave that religion or that denomination, but I left for a good reason, a few good reasons, and I still feel good about my choice. But at the time when I left religion behind, I didn't understand what else was out there. Everyone around me who left the church as well kind of abandoned all spirituality. And while I, again, don't believe that the Christian God exists, I do think that there is energy and things around us that we don't understand. Not the paranormal. I'm not saying I'm talking about ghosts or anything. I'm talking about our connection with nature, and I'm talking about what ties us together as people, and I see something very deeply spiritual in that. And so, as I'm reconnecting with my indigenous side, I'm learning all of these ceremonies, these practices that speak to those things that I was trying to find. And I kind of felt guilty calling myself an atheist and having these strong urges to connect to something spiritual, even if it wasn't in the sense of organized religion. 
I will probably never join an organized religion that is something that was forced on my people, almost all of the people I come from. Actually, religion and Christianity was forced on all of the people I come from. We had the ancient Celts who definitely weren't Christian as well, but that was much further in the past. And anyway, I'm Again, I'm all over the place, but I just kind of want to go on this journey with you and work through these things. Because if you are also reconnecting to your culture, especially if you are reconnecting with an indigenous culture, there is kind of this weird deprogramming that you have to go through. I was talking to one of you on Instagram and we were talking about some of the spiritual practices, something called blood knowledge. That's how it was framed to me as blood knowledge. And it's basically the idea that some knowledge is passed down to you through your family, through your blood. And my first reaction was this modern idea of development. And I was like, oh no, this is just you can't, this can't be real. This can't be something that's real. And yet I kind of experienced it. I feel very drawn and have always felt drawn to medicine, to holistic medicine, to learning about herbs and teas and things that you can do to create these natural medicines. And I'm not saying that they work better and I'm about to quit all of my medications, but there is scientific evidence to back these things. And there's traditional knowledge and practices that back these things. So I have to choose to let go of a lot of these Western perspectives towards some of these old traditions because they are a part of me and I feel very, very connected to these practices. In every way, it feels like I'm going home. And that's something that I want to be able to say without being hard on myself and feeling like I'm being all woo-woo, you know? <laughs> it's got those woo-woo ideas and they're not... It's, it's a very strange place to be in. And I know some of you are reconnecting and you're not necessarily connecting with Native American heritage, but someone who is in our family, our little brownish family, is Filipino, part Filipino, and they have a very rich spirituality when you get outside of the Catholicism. My friend who is Thai, they have very, very deep spiritual traditions. And you know, there are some things I think that we can leave behind in our modern minds, but there's a lot of cultural knowledge that is beautiful, is useful, is real, that connects us. It gives us kind of what we're looking for. And I know not everyone feels this way, but Back to Goop, all these people, when they were saying they tried ayahuasca, they tried mushrooms, they tried this kind of therapy to feel a spiritual connection. And it just makes me think that we might have to find this balance, no matter what our cultural heritage is, between having a modern mind, between finding these scientific developments because they are very important and they are accomplishments. But we need to balance that with these traditional practices. And I know that, again, as someone who's reconnecting, that is such a struggle. It's such a struggle and you go through all these mental gymnastics. It's hard. It's so hard. Like, if you're reconnecting, I am so proud of you. And I am definitely here for you in your journey of reconnecting because I didn't realize it was going to be hard. 
which isn't true necessarily. I didn't anticipate what was going to be hard. That's probably what's more right to say. I didn't realize what parts of reconnecting were going to hit me. What parts would speak to my heart and my and my mind. I don't know about souls, but like just speak to me like that. I know I'm not the only one who kind of goes through these things. It's just something that I am hitting on now. And this podcast isn't about atheism, and I'm not going to talk about my idea of if there's a higher power. I just want to express that I have these very deep things that have kind of been awakened or confirmed through my journey of, like, learning the old ceremonies. So I've always been drawn to herbal medicine, and then when I was talking to my cousin, I found out the clan I come from. If you're not native, a lot of the tribes have clans within them and each clan at least for the Cherokee people has a different role. My clan was in charge of gathering and making medicines and it was so weird like (laughs) it felt like this cosmic mm, I don't know it was such a coincidence and even now I'm kind of struggling between these two mentalities because it just felt like something clicked That something had fallen into place inside me and then a little part of that girl inside who just wanted to find a home was healed a little bit. It might be confirmation bias. It might be a whole host of other things. But the fact remains that I did have this connection to natural medicine. It did happen to me, my clan's role. And it just feels right. (sighs) I don't know. We just need to give ourselves permission to fully dive into what it means to be Native, to be Filipino, to be whatever ethnic background you come from and embrace all of that and not feel like you're a freak or you're just trying to be all witchy vibes or you're in it for the aesthetic because there's all sorts of that going around and I know that stereotype exists. Especially the, you know, witch aesthetic, which is why we have a shortage of white sage and it's going extinct because there's such high demand for it. That's a whole other tangent for a whole other day, but you get what I mean. There's a large stigma around these kind of spiritual approaches to medicine, these spiritual practices of healing as an individual and in a community. I don't know what it's going to take necessarily for me not to not be torn or feel like I'm being weird, but I can tell you for sure that these revelations in the last 24 hours have already just done a lot for me mentally. I don't know. I'm just going to give myself permission to pursue and to feel whatever I feel on this journey and give myself permission to do whatever feels right. Because at the end of the day, that's my life. This is how I want to live. And I accept the responsibilities of reconnecting and this is one. And as much as it is my responsibility to learn cultural practices, those cultural practices are there to support me and help me inside the community. So I hope you were able to follow that and I hope this makes sense and I hope that this is something that resonates with you whether you're mixed or you're from one ethnicity or another. 
If you're feeling these kinds of things, these kinds of spiritual connections, I don't know. I just encourage you to explore. I want people to kind of feel what I'm feeling, this joy and excitement, even though I do have these mental shifts that I need to make, but it works for me. I'm not going to, you know, shame anybody for their own beliefs. I wish this were live so I could see what some of you are saying and see if you feel the same way I do. But since it isn't live, please, please contact me. Reach out to me on my DMs. You can comment on the post for this episode. I would just be very, very interested in your thoughts. And if you have kind of gone through similar things, let me know if I was too crazy and too rambly. I know not everyone's in my head, so my thought process isn't always the clearest. But I think I have rambled enough. I'm going to leave it here. Please let me know if this has resonated with you. Maybe you've been thinking along the same lines or if something I said kind of sparked something inside you. Anyway, I love you guys. (laughs) Thank you for giving me the chance to say all this. Next week, we have a collab that might be much more interesting for some of you. So keep an eye out for that episode next week. I'm Elisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forever's on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forever's pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Some Kind of Brown, and I would love to interact with you over, especially on Instagram. You can also join us on Patreon for ad-free episodes, after-interview debriefs before the episode comes out, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Another great way to support the podcast is to subscribe wherever you're listening and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Podchaser to help our brownish family grow. You can find the links to everything and more in the show notes through the link tree on my social media bios. All of your support is what keeps this podcast going. Thank you to purpleplanet.com for the use of their song Love Life, and I'll see you later with some more Shades of Brown.